Your pastors have left the pulpit vacant this week. John and Muriel are in El Salvador, Sherry's with the senior high in Appalachia, Virginia. Only we are left, so you get me. I'm Barbara Horner Eibler, married to John and also a minister. So it becomes easy for the ministers who are gathered in a room to text me and ask if I can fill the pulpit when they're all gone. It's easy, I'm good enough. Only you will be able to tell if you're satisfied with my preaching. Our gospel story this weekend is the feeding of the 5,000 on the shores of Galilee from the Gospel of John. This gospel is sometimes referred to as the signs gospel, named so because of the seven signs that Jesus performs. Each sign is performed to show Jesus in his person and in his glory and to convince the witnesses that he is the Son of God. The feeding of the 5,000 falls right in the middle, three before, three after. The first one is the, the wedding in Cana and the changing of water into wine. The second is the healing of the son of a royal official whose whole household comes to believe in Jesus. The third sign was the curing of the paralyzed man at the pool in Bethesda. And the fourth, the feeding of 5,000 in Galilee. For the completeness, the other three are the walking on water in the Sea of Galilee, curing the blind man in Jerusalem, and raising Lazarus from the dead in Bethany. All of these are intended to be convincing signs of Jesus' glory and his divinity. So right in the middle of all of the signs, we have the feeding of the 5,000. It's only one of two stories, apart from Holy Week and Easter, that are common among all four of the Gospels. So it must have been a really powerful experience for the disciples and the writers of the Gospel. Jesus and the disciples cross a very large lake called the Sea of Galilee, which in reality isn't even as big as Lake Winnebago. But the crowd found him on the other shore because of all of the signs that he had been doing in healing the sick. So Jesus was getting a lot of attention. And 5,000 people gather, 5,000 people need to be fed, and they are, and there are leftovers. John's Gospel does not have a separate story of the Last Supper. But there are elements of this story that function as that sacramental story. We are told that it happens near Passover. Jesus takes the loaves into his hands. He gives thanks, and he shares them with the gathered people. That's as close to the Lord's Supper as we get in the Gospel of John. Not only do the people have enough food to eat, the people eat until they are satisfied. And there are 12 baskets of leftovers. I was captured by that image of enough contrasted with satisfied this week. Enough to me just meets the minimum that is needed. And sometimes that's enough. Enough is enough. Satisfied seems to go above and beyond. It's more than enough, more than we need. I read an article this week on onmilwaukee.com. 
Dusty Weiss is the author. He's a Wisconsin transplant. He's lived here for about nine years. But he has figured out a lot of Wisconsin and a lot of Milwaukee. He claims you don't get nice things if you're from Wisconsin, from Milwaukee. And he states, the city's entire history is getting knocked on its butt when it's out on a precipice of having something really wonderful happen. You don't get nice. All you have to say is 4th and 26th, 26. And even the generations born since that play know that event. Who of us doesn't remember the 1999 comedy, Dogma? Okay. You probably don't remember the movie, but I'll bet you remember the line when one of the uh, actresses asked if Matt Damon and Ben Affleck were sent to hell and Alan Rickman deadpans, worse, Wisconsin. The Democratic National Convention is coming to Milwaukee in the summer of 2020 and it will feature the city of Milwaukee until the pandemic happens and suddenly it's a convention that wasn't. We in Wisconsin are so used to that glittering gem that's out there in front of us, just beyond our reach, until it isn't. No matter how good the news is, we're always expecting and even waiting for anticipating the other shoe to drop. It's never perfect. We really don't deserve to be satisfied. But that's okay, we're content with good enough. We have what we need. We have teams that pique our interest. We have experiences around those teams like tailgating in the fifth quarter that keep us going even if they don't win a game. We're forever hopeful. There's always next season. And when you actually always wait for the other shoe to drop, when it actually drops, you're not even too disappointed. In this article on onmilwaukee.com, Weiss claims that fan loyalty really isn't about winning and losing. It's about showing up and doing the work. And most of the time, that's Wisconsin. If we do anything well, we show up and we do the work. And Weiss believes that's why Giannis and Chris Middleton are great avatars for Milwaukee and Wisconsin. They show up. They do the work. It's enough. And even if this team had not won the NBA championship, we'd have loved them for being enough. And we'd be saying there's always next year. But they win the NBA championship, and we are suddenly satisfied. Our story from the gospel this morning shows us Jesus' gift to make enough even more. The people who ate barley loaves and dried fish on the shores of Galilee found themselves not just quieting their hunger pangs, but satisfied. They ate and were filled, and there were leftovers. How that happened is not interesting to the writer of John's Gospel. The experience that it happened is a sign of Jesus' glory a sign of his connection to God, a sign of his gift to be able to bring more than enough. I think the danger for us is that we live with good
good enough for so long that we don't always recognize the satisfied when it happens. This story of feeding 5,000 people with few loaves and a little fish is meant to show us, even 2,000 years later, that Jesus has God's power to give us more than enough. Most of our lives are rather ordinary, no drama, no excitement, never really over the top. Or are they? Is it more of an issue of recognizing the satisfied when it happens? Is it more about recognizing that enough is satisfied? Is it just enough to have the technology that connects us through a pandemic? Or should we really find ourselves satisfied? Is it enough to work from home and receive a paycheck or enough to have a job and keep a job through the pandemic? Or should we really find ourselves satisfied? Is it just enough to have a vaccine and be vaccinated against COVID? Or should we really find ourselves satisfied? We do not have always the visual evidence around us that moves us to, from seeing enough to seeing satisfied. We don't have those 12 baskets of leftovers. But in every instance where we have enough, I would challenge us to see that we actually have more than enough. At Bread of Healing, uh, we have found that the, the drive for vaccines has really fallen off. So people are no longer coming in groups of 100 a day to the cl uh, clinic to get vaccines. So we decided it was our need and ability to take vaccines to where people live. And we're doing that to take vaccines to people who are homebound. And along the way, we get some funny learnings and funny reminders uh, about what we're doing. We feel like protecting these people from COVID is enough. And then we get more. We met a 95-year-old who prepared tea and cookies for us in his apartment for both visits. And then he sat down because he knew we had to wait 15 minutes to give us a piano recital, two different ones, for the two different visits. We met a bed-bound mother and her 50-year-old developmentally delayed daughter. And her mother told us, well, Dee can sign her first name, but she doesn't know how to spell her last name. Dee signed her re vaccine registration form with her first name. And then with the slightest grin and a sideways look at her mother, she went on to sign her last name. Her mother was awestruck, and her mother cried. We met an elderly couple married 60 years, both wheelchair-bound, who asked to receive the vaccines at the same time. So they wheeled their chairs face-to-face -face together, leaned over to embrace each other across their wheelchairs, and the two of us who were there to give vaccines stood on either side of them. And all four of us counted down. Three, two, 
One, vaccinate. I wished I had taken confetti and balloons for that occasion. We met a minister from the a Central City Church who tells me that she cannot but feel that she is standing on holy ground as she receives her vaccine in the sanctuary of Cross Lutheran Church. It's been a very meaningful experience for all of us. It isn't as easy to see the miracles in our world as the feeding of the 5,000 was. But the miracles are still there. We move through life with a sense of enough. Not dramatic, not flashy, nothing that stops us in our tracks. But we show up, we continue to work, and every once in a while, we realize just how satisfied we are. May we all have the eyes to see that enough is actually satisfied. <laughs>